participated in the blueprints. You've been a coach now, really yes. solid user over the last few years. So let, let's talk about how you got yep. introduced to coach now. Cause I really like that story. Cause Martin Chuck is a great friend of ours here. So I think that's a, a kind of a yeah, cool story. Yeah. yeah um, I visited Martin Chuck in 2019. I started to be a golf teacher in 2008. So I was uh, almost 10 years a golf coach already. And I've visited other famous golf coaches before, but Martin Chuck was, yeah, a great experience. I've been there for two weeks and made the three-day camp as a participant just to oh, wow. improve my own game yeah. and also to see it from the other, other side. I think as a golf teacher, sometimes you forget how difficult it is to uh, do new movements. And if you're on the other side, I feel it's a great way to, to reconnect with your students again. You can feel that much better what it what it feels like to to implement a change and yeah that was a great experience and that was my first touch point with coach now even when i was in germany and re registered for that course i got an invite in coach now where i think there was something sitting in my space already yeah. which martin chuck put there and arriving there Every group session was recorded and every individual lesson was recorded and put into Coach Now. I felt that was super simple because good, they are great coaches there. There are, I think it was five coaches with 13 participants and every coach had his own um, microphone and everything attached to him. So when he was speaking, the audio was perfect. So nice. they are professionals. Yeah. And it was very easy for them to put great content content into coach now for every participant yeah so that was pretty cool yeah i mean martin and, is is as legit yeah. as they come he's a great entrepreneur probably better entrepreneur than he is even a coach he's like he's just a really good businessman uh, so you you've got it you got involved yeah. from the learner's perspective which i think is such a great mm -hmm. kind of humble yes. approach as well that you invested your own time and energy and money and all of it to go all the way to see Martin mm -hmm. be the learner yeah. for your own game, but also to take back from a business perspective, how you can improve your business. So you saw yeah. coach now you jumped on board as a coach and now flash forward to where we are today. You participated in all the blueprint education courses. You've been putting things into play and, and we got connected in more of this kind of meaningful way because of our referral partner program. And you're taking it incredibly yeah, seriously, which is so great to see. You talk us mm -hmm. through how your business is evolving because you've got the coaching of athletes and then you've got the coaching of coaches. I just think you're really on to something special. Yeah, yeah. yeah, when I started using Coach Now, like the basic feature I used was the uh, video recaps. I think that's also one of the most powerful features coach now has for the um for the normal coach yeah it's so powerful i've been using that for like every session i have been doing since 2019 and it's so easy when i have a new student it just takes me two minutes to put in the email make his account and record the video in the last five minutes of our session and he or she 
they are always amazed by, oh, that's so easy. And then when they come home, they enter their space and see the video. That's such a unique selling point in marketing terms, I feel, compared to all the other coaches that don't use Coach now. And yeah, that was pretty much the, the start of how I used Coach now. And then I found out about the groups and how to manage group courses inside of Coach now. I really tried, tried out a lot until I found out about the Real Partner program and thought a lot of, especially older coaches, they have problems with all the apps and all that yeah. digital stuff, especially yeah, in Germany. I think it's the same in every country, probably. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of coaches are 50 plus and they are getting, sure, more used to apps and everything. But to use it on a commercial basis, I think it's different to just recreational use of apps. When you want to really sell it, you have to really understand it. And that's why I thought putting all that content into German is very powerful for my German colleagues in Germany and Switzerland and Austria. Mm -hmm. All three countries speak German. <laughs> so it's a, um, I think, wide audience where German coaches can benefit from all that stuff in German. Yeah. That's why I did this Coach Now basics group to introduce people to Coach Now. Yeah. I thought, it, yeah, Andy and I think it's, and Jerem as well, I mean, I think it's so great. And that's exactly the type of thing we were looking for when we launched this program more officially is to find, again, entrepreneurial minded coaches in different sports or different regions that really believed that, hey, this is something I'm using. I can tell other people about it and it'll benefit everyone involved. It's pretty dang simple. You've taken it a step further, yeah, which yeah. I think is really great, considering that you see a gap in the market to educate coaches around coaching technology. And I think, definitely, yeah, because yeah. so regardless of age, and age is a part of it for sure, but there's the casual user of applications and technology as you mentioned versus someone mm -hmm. probably like you and definitely like me, where if I'm using something, I, I, I know basically all the ins and outs of it. And uh, mm -hmm. I find a lot of, power in whatever tools I use. And because of that, I end up being a really excited endorser of those tools. And there is a lot of financial upside for somebody that can curate the information, as I said, in level two, uh, to one of our coaches, just yeah, like, yeah. hey, curation is a big deal because coaches or anybody doesn't know where to look and they don't know what's true and what's not. Or So having positive recommendations from people that you trust is a big deal. In your world out there in Germany amongst the golf coaches, how many coaches are you seeing that aren't using technology at all to deliver any sort of education to their students? Is it still quite a bit or are people hesitant to use technology in that way? You mean golf coaches using apps similar to Coach Now? Yeah, or even sending an email of a video. I think 95% don't do anything. Yeah, and it's still so shocking to me. <laughs> That's my opinion. I think Not... you're right. Not sure, but I think 95% yeah. don't do anything. Because I've been a member. Maybe they ask, how was the tournament or something? Maybe something like this. Yes. Because yeah, they, they want to know how their students are doing, but nothing like a recap or a training plan or a video. No. 
Yeah, and it drives me absolutely so. crazy because I, I go to the driving range occasionally <laughs> yeah. to hit balls. I see all the, the teachers, and I'll do air quotes because I don't believe they're real teachers or coaches. They're just, they're not good at their job. But they give all this complicated advice, <clears throat> which might be the appropriate technical advice, but they do nothing to record the advice or get the feedback from the athlete. They don't send a swing or a drill or anything. I heard one coach say uh, to a young woman when they've finished up their lesson, well, we've changed everything and we'll see you next week. <laughs> no videos, no doubt. Good luck with exactly. that. So she's, Good luck with that on the golf course. She's yep. scrambling to write down notes. She hits her first shot when he walks away really well. And then she proceeds to shank three or four more. And then she walks over to her bag with her head down, looking depressed, picks up her bag and leaves. And that's, that's yeah, yeah. the relationship. And I get so yeah, frustrated and I'm sure you do too. When you see that. I don't know why most of the coaches don't put in more effort. I, I think maybe in the last decades, it was too easy to earn a lot of money making um, golf instruction. Yeah. There were, It was like, especially in Germany, there was in the last, let's say, 30 decades, there were not a lot of German golf teachers. And most of them, um, most of the teachers came from, from the British Isles. Like in the 80s, 90s, when golf really kickstarted in Germany. And they had a really, they had a really, hmm, I would say, easy life as a golf coach because everybody trusted them a lot yeah. because they came from Great Britain. They, they know everything. And it was not so important. I don't want to uh, criticize anybody here, but it was not super important that it was the best golf instruction in the world because all the members came to this golf coach anyway. Yeah. So they made a lot of money and they are used to giving this type of instruction for the last 10, 20 years. Yeah, but I think this is, this approach won't make it in the next decade, decades. So I, you I have agree. to yeah. somehow step up the level of instruction somehow. Yeah. yeah, the way that I've talked about it for 10 years, and I'll talk about it probably this way for another 20 years, is that if you don't have an application on someone's phone representing your coaching relationship with them, you will lose them mm -hmm. to somebody that does. Now, there's still plenty of coaches yeah. out there. And again, I, I have such a hard time even calling someone a coach that doesn't want to stay in contact or build a relationship. I, I don't even think that's a coach. I think that's a teacher at best. And I know there's, that doesn't always translate across different languages, but Generally, it's like if you're going to work with someone, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And there's just a difference, right? Between I do lessons and I see you next time, or I care about you and I want to stay mm -hmm. in touch with you and I want you to improve. There's a difference there. And the ones that focus on that difference are going to be the ones that generate the most income and have the most meaningful business. The other ones will, will lose because you and people like you will take everyone from them because that's just how it's going to be. No, I'm convinced. Yeah. I'm convinced as well. That it's going to be like that, yeah. And I, yeah, yeah. it is interesting to hear you say that about British coaches in Germany because I, I know, because we're an international company, obviously. We're in 140 countries, mm -hmm. I think, or maybe more. And 
I have mm-hmm. seen, yeah, the British or the American coach, the native English speaker, let's say, going to somewhere yeah. like Japan or China, mm-hmm. and then immediately being viewed as an expert, even if yes. they're terrible. So it's like, man, mm-hmm. if you really want to be have a yep. big business in certain sports, just move and you'll do great just because you speak English and you don't look like everyone. Um, and it yeah. sounds like that. I was, I'm surprised to hear think, that's the same case or it was the same case in Germany too. Yes, yes, it definitely was. Yeah. Right now, it's, I would say, 50-50 British and German golf teachers, maybe, maybe even more German golf teachers yeah. now. So where... Yeah, most of the... I'm I, sorry to cut you off. I just yeah. want to ask you, where do you see your business evolving, right? If you're looking at the next five years of your life, what kind of objectives are, mm-hmm. do you have? And, and yeah, just curious where you see yourself going. Yeah, um, yeah, the last five years I had my own golf school in a pretty small golf club. And this golf club is going to close at the end of the year. Mm. So I have to look for a new golf course. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely something's going to change. And as I want to stay in this area here because of fiancé and family, and I will probably not have the possibility to have my own golf school because all the golf schools are like occupied and Mm. I have two golf schools that I can start working next year. So I'm not sure how that really changes my business because the last five years I could do anything I wanted and now I have to like adapt with the other coaches but I'm positive that I can also bring in my own ideas and be beneficial for that golf school so looking forward to the next let's say five or ten years is definitely to to have my own golf school again maybe in a golf club here in this area or who knows what happens in 10 years yeah but to have my own golf school with maybe two assistants that would be a good goal for 10 years maybe yeah yeah so when you i guess one uh a piece of unsolicited advice but since you've participated in all the blueprint stuff mm-hmm. with buddies uh I, I would just want to share this so as you're looking at landing this new role you technically will mm-hmm. be an employee but the right facility will see you as much more than that. They will see you as an entrepreneur. They'll see you as someone that can bring value, help them grow their revenue beyond what they're doing now versus here's just one more person to service a junior program. There's so much more, as you know, there's so much more untapped things that a, a golf school can be, whether it be in person or whether it be different types of programming, whether it be remote programming, whether it be digital products, some of that you may want to bring to the golf school while others you may want to keep for yourself and look at the Lucas Exner brand and look at mm-hmm. growing your remote coaching business as an example so that you're not uh, tied to a particular facility for all of your income. So I'm kind of, you. I know you've, yeah, you've true. thought about this, you're working towards this in some capacity, but let's maybe talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about there's the day-to-day golf school stuff with somebody, but then there's the Lucas mm-hmm. Exner brand. What kind of evolution have you had from taking the blueprints and what kind of things do you think you might be putting into play that 
feed just you and hedge the risk overall of working for someone? Yeah, I created that. How do you call it? Green? The, the evergreen? The, the product that mm -hmm. evergreen, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I created that uh, in the last winter. It's just a, a basic course where you can room. Mm -hmm. And I recorded some videos and put it on Coach Now and sold it through an e-commerce platform. Mm -hmm. And in the first winter, that was, yeah, it was pretty successful. It was pretty cool. And this winter, I want to just do it again mm -hmm. and do some minor adjustments to it. So I probably would have never done that without your blueprints. Yeah. Just to, to get the Kickstarter to, to do something like that. That's definitely something that I thank Coach Now and you for that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And I, you, you have that spirit. And I just, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't encourage you more just to keep tapping into that to create as many streams of revenue as you can and, and yeah. not be... Victim is not the right word because that's not the right word, but not have your income reliant 100% on other people. So whether it be the facility that just closed down, you had a nice thing, but you can't control the golf course mm -hmm. being open or not. Exactly. Right? The place you're managing during the winter, you can't control that business as much as you would maybe want. The same thing will be with a future golf school that might be temporary. And I just had a conversation mm -hmm. with a coach in Canada about an hour before this where it was a similar thing. He's taken the blueprints. He went from working over 40 hours a week and still making pretty good money. He was making over six figures in dollars, but now he's working 20 hours a week and making mid six figures or more. And while that's a something to celebrate, right? 20 hours a week and making that kind of money, that's something to celebrate. Mm -hmm. It's not the, it's not the end point because he doesn't have enough things in the background to protect him from that job ending or him getting hurt or sick or things like that. It's just really important that okay. he, it's his only source of, and it would be similar to you in the sense, like if you mm -hmm. broke your leg and you can't go to the golf Academy, then where's all your money going? Right? We need to make sure that anybody listening to this takes advantage of their expertise and tries to sell it. Not in like every possible way, but ways that resonate with you and your audience so that you have, less of a risky business right yeah yeah what i found was very difficult selling evergreen products was i sold a lot of courses to my mm -hmm. that i already had mm -hmm. and they thought okay it's a cool idea lucas made this course and yeah that's cool but i made some facebook and instagram advertisements but i almost sold nothing to yeah. somebody I didn't know. Yeah, it's it's difficult. That's yeah. probably a very, very difficult to sell golf content to somebody that you don't know because YouTube is everywhere. Yeah. I think why should people pay for golf content if they don't have a connection to that golf teacher? You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So what we talk about in level two a lot and I just re-recorded all of it, and it's going to be launching later this week for everybody in the pro membership to go through it mm -hmm. again or go through it for the first time. I guess that the way that I would kind of position this for you and anybody listening to this as a coach is, yes, if they don't know you, it's going to be really difficult to convert a completely cold person into a customer. Mm -hmm. 
So if you do nothing else, yeah. the most important thing is to create compelling lead magnets to collect email addresses. So give them free things to get their email. Then you drip content on them that has value, some strategies. They get to know you. They're more comfortable mm -hmm. with you. That's your five to seven exposures. Then you make an offer yeah. for this new thing that takes them to the next level. Now that offer shouldn't likely be only evergreen products because to your point, those are tricky to create. There's not a lot of interaction. People might not see the immediate value and you can't charge very much. So a purely evergreen product might mm -hmm. be $49 US around there. And it's a detailed ebook or a bunch of different videos that people can consume on their own time. So that's like the end, like the end goal, I think. Because you, and when I say end goal, meaning you've had a lot of repetitions and you've learned how to do all this stuff and then you, you bottle up that magic, but all the steps in between, it's probably, probably flows a little bit more like this, right? It's you coach in person, like you normally do. You do remote coaching or, or what we would call connected coaching for those existing clients. You yes. then bring on people you've never met before and you do remote coaching with them. So it's very high touch probably a little more high ticket, meaning it costs a little more too. And then you move into kind of a combination of pre-recorded content plus a little bit of coaching. And that's in a community or in a one-to-one. -one. Then you move into maybe a 30 days to better putting course, and you can drip that out via scheduled posts inside of Coach Now and give a little bit of interaction mm -hmm. as a part of that 30 days to better something. And then eventually you land on an evergreen product that you can just have going in the background all the time. That's very low ticket. And it might be a way to collect email addresses because it's like, Hey, I'm Lucas. I've got a product that's $9.99. You can do it anytime you want. And I guarantee you it's going to do this, this, and this. You collect their email. They pay you $9.99. It's a win for everybody. And then you have the opportunity to upsell them to other things that you've created. So I think for you, you've had touches of success, but you recognize, yeah, it's not yeah. super duper easy. So to bring this all back around, no, no. then this will be like the main thing that I preach in level two. It's just like create a lead magnet and collect emails, put out content, get someone's email. If you get good at that, the rest of it, you'll figure out as you go. And, and that's generally how I see it at least. So when uh, you put out the lead magnet, it's supposed to go to hold. Yeah. Traffic? Yeah. So the idea is that yeah. you post something on Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, mm -hmm. whatever it might be. So I'll, I'll use this as a, as a good example. Andrew Banner, who I interviewed a couple months ago, he's got, uh, I think, 25,000 followers on Instagram and probably more than that on TikTok, but he focuses only on those two channels. He has one call to action, get your free swing audit. So he's posting content around technical pieces of golf. He's got his own little spin on it, but he has one call to action, get your free swing audit. So someone goes on his landing page, they book a call with him. So he's investing a lot of energy into this. I would maybe do it a little bit more streamlined, 
but he's booking a 30 minute discovery call with a bunch of random people all over the world. And then they for free for free. Yep. Yep. Wow. And so he does this for free, but then he, his close rate is very, very high because he's giving a lot of value up front. And then he's selling a three month virtual or remote coaching program all delivered through coach now. And it's $1,500 or more. And so that's how he's built his funnel. His whole business is remote. He doesn't meet with anybody in person anymore. He runs this six-figure business all through CoachNow, collects payments through Stripe. He has a website that's just very simple, but very good. What I would probably do if I were in his shoes, Sorry. Nah, you're all right. what I would probably do is offer that swing audit but probably not do the 30 minute call, have people fill out a survey. I would create a space for them. They would upload their swing. I would then analyze it. But the only thing that I'm advocating for is that I've now collected this person's email address. I've now delivered a little bit of value to them. And my whole goal is to upsell them to whatever product I actually want to get them involved in. Mm-hmm. And when you got the email, then you would drip free content on a regular basis five or six times until you make the offer? Yeah, and or. So you can make this as complicated or as simple as you want. So we lay this out in level two. But effectively, what you would do is you'd put them into your email system, whether that be through Squarespace or MailChimp or anything. Yeah. And then... They would get a welcome email saying, hey, welcome to the club, the Lucas Exner Golf Club, whatever you wanted to call it. And then they would get that. And then from there, you'd have a video or a blog or a quick little note that you maybe send out a couple times a month or more, depending on what your ability is to do that. You could even invite them into a free group within Coach Now, so you even have a more intimate relationship that with them. So you've moved them from email into your coaching platform that you're using anyway. Now you've got a little bit of a community. You've got your own really hyper-focused social media kind of experience with these folks. And then you can offer inside, coach inside now. of Coach Now, inside of a group. And then from there, you can say, hey, I've got one spot for remote coaching open. If you're interested, let me know. Then you have a little bit of discovery call. Marketed yeah. Through that group. Marketed in the group, marketed in emails. So you kind of how I'm how I'm saying this is that you can do a lot of the marketing via email. You can pull people gently into coach now, deliver some value, then upsell them to something else. So it doesn't right out of the gates, it doesn't need to be here's my evergreen product that I spent hours and hours making and it's $27. So my encouragement to everyone, and I've said this in the, in the blueprint, effectively is you launch a live product and you kind of work your way through these different versions. And then eventually you get yourself something that is just sitting over on the side and making sales for you. But that's most coaches are not going to land there from just day one wanting that. But you've already had a little bit of success. Yeah. So you're, you've jumped the gap a little bit. And maybe now it's time to go back and really focus on just collecting leads. Get as many emails as you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense, yeah? Yeah, because conversion rates are not as high as you would hope they are, right? They're, they're shockingly like, low. But mm -hmm. that's an industry number, meaning 
you're looking at everybody, all the different businesses that are selling through email, uh, half a percent to a percent is considered really good. Uh, I know of people though, that have email lists of only four to 5,000 people because a lot of people unsubscribe and I'll, and I'll say it this way, mm-hmm. that particular person I'm referencing, I won't re- reference them by name, but they don't care if people unsubscribe because they want to make as many offers as they can. And they're making anywhere from 50 to a hundred thousand dollars a month selling these different coaching packages. So if you're not in, wow. if you're not interested, get off the list. I don't care, but he might, he's going to email you wow. probably every single day with an offer. So that's a, that's wow. the very okay. aggressive side. And he's not a sports coach to be mm-hmm. clear. He's more of like an online entrepreneur coach. So it gets a little bit fuzzy because it's more of like, I'll teach you how to make money by making money. It's, it's not the same value that you're delivering to an athlete. So he's able to make a little okay. more charge a little more because everyone just gets into this whole, yeah, I want to make money online and I'll just tell other people how to make money online. We don't actually okay. sell anything meaningful. So that's why I don't want to mention him by name, but the recipe is there to my point. You can have a relatively small list. And as long as you're making compelling offers and you've got the right people on that list, you can, you can have a meaningful business. And for you and any other coach, it might be, boy, if I could make an extra $2,000 a month, $5,000 a month on top of my normal coaching, that, that can be very meaningful for most people. Sure. Sure. Yep. Definitely. Yep. So knowing that. Yeah, definitely. With coaching now, you have the, you have the power to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Just have to make up your mind and get it going. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get it going. Take action. Yeah. So I think you're, you're asking the right questions. So you've been coaching for a long time, putting this back on your court. What do you think from where you were pre Martin Chuck, let's say to where you are today, what do you think has maybe been some of the biggest lessons that you would want to pass on to other coaches knowing how your career has transformed and your information and your education is kind of transformed. Hmm. I would say the biggest difference is like when I started keep teaching, I wanted to, to serve the customer what he or she wants. And now I serve them what I think is best for them. And I don't care what they want. I like that. I think that's the biggest difference. So let, let's dive a little deeper into that. So somebody comes to you, their aspiration, because they're, they're a golfer is, well, let, let's start there. When you're marketing yourself, what kind of, what's your, the, mm-hmm. what's the ideal customer for you? Who's coming to you more often? What type of golfer? I would say my ideal customer is somebody that wants to really improve and is interested in long-term development mm-hmm. and not somebody that is looking for a quick, quick fix. Yeah. I actually stopped promoting single lessons this year sometimes i do it because for example an older couple they want to meet me every six weeks and they want to pay and to pay a higher price for that and i say okay let's do it but i don't ever promote it to my customers and i say okay i have that three-month program if you want to do that that's the best way to do it and I'm not, not selling single lessons. That makes me so happy. I think also that is a big, 
milestone in my business. Yeah. Yeah, and as you know, that's like everything. It hasn't I really about. paid off like tremendously, but I I like that approach much better. Yeah. Yeah, and it will pay off. It will. You're you're going to continue to refine the packages, the offers, the pricing. Yeah. You'll refine how much time you're actually spending in person versus remotely. You'll continue to leverage pre-existing content that while it feels like, oh, I've recorded this a long time ago, it provides a lot of value for the end mm -hmm. customer and it didn't take you any time, which is kind of strange. So you'll continue to refine it. So you've moved away from lessons, which obviously is like my, my biggest goal in life uh, for all coaches to stop doing that. <laughs> and then yeah, yeah. you're marketing to these long-term development folks, which is again, another thing that I love. That's, a, that's really how you deliver coaching. And somebody comes to you and they, they have a particular goal. That's why they've reached out to you. But your, your clarification on, I don't, it's not really about what you want. It's what I, what I know that you need, let's say. That's what I'm hearing from you is that they come with a want and you give them more clarity on what they actually need. Is, is that right? Yes, definitely. Yeah. For example, if they think they have to change their swing because of I don't know why, then I tell them, okay, no, your swing is a perfect fate all the time. We're working on your short game, for example. Absolutely. And then they come in the next lesson and say, oh, I hate my swing so much. Then I find some positive things about his or her swing and say, no, your swing is great. We're going to work on that. And before I probably would have gone this way. Oh, okay, come on, let's have a let's have let's have a look at your swing. Maybe we can change something. I don't do that anymore. So, just con concentrating on the stuff that really matters. Yeah. I love that. And and how remind me how long have you been taking that approach? I, I can't recall if that's a if that's something very new to you. Hmm. I guess that's something developing from the start as I was starting teaching. I'm not sure if it really was uh, only coach now that kickstarted yeah. that. But I think yeah, if you really make up your mind, it's not about just making a golf swing pretty, what most people are looking in a golf lesson. Yeah? They come and they, oh, I've got this chicken wing. I have to get rid of this chicken wing. And now I say, and yeah, what's the problem with your chicken wing? Yeah. What does it do? And what's the, what's the reason for that? And the people don't care. They say, ah, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. My friend says I have a chicken wing while I'm swinging. I need to get rid of this. So I don't like this approach because it's just not hmm, result oriented at all. Yeah. Exactly. Especially if it's my friend that tells me, like, that's the worst. My friend, who oh. also is terrible, tells me <laughs> that I should do this, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I think, I think you're, this hasn't necessarily been mentioned in one of these conversations. I made a video literally about it on, on YouTube about wants versus needs in the fact of a business, mm -hmm. right? You lean into what people want, you get them into the business, and then you work towards helping them understand what they truly need. So form mm -hmm. over function. Right? We're looking for function versus just making it look pretty. That's something that Cameron McCormick, who coaches Jordan Spieth and a lot of other great 
players around the world always talks about. So most of these people, it sounds like they're coming to you and deep down their look, the result that they're looking for is better scoring. Is that, is that generally where it lands is that they want to score better? That would be my ideal customer. Yeah. Yes. So they're looking to score better. So you have a, a wide range of tactics to help them do that. Yes, it might be swing mechanics. Mm-hmm. So they can't hit the ball in the fairway, so they got to figure that out. Probably it's yeah a little bit of that. Yeah. Could be mm-hmm. they have a nice repeatable swing, but their strategy is horrendous. Their short game is terrible. It could the list goes on and on. So many parts. But uh, you're so detailing to them. Hey, don't listen to your friends. Don't listen to YouTube. This is what you need. And I think there's so much power in that. And I'll say this, there's a, there's a polarizing marketing opportunity always when you take this kind of aggressive stance. And not everyone will be excited about it, but the right customers will. So I'll expand on this, what I mean is, so as you think about your remote coaching or your digital products, your brand outside of the academy that you'll, that you'll be working for, uh, it would be mm-hmm. really leaning into, hey, golfers, you don't even know what you need. You've got no clue. And if your goal is to lower scores, you have no idea. But we'll create a customized plan to make sure you fully understand what you need. And you can even share that same silly story of, trust me, it's not the chicken wing that your friend tells you that you need to fix. Kind of into that stuff because every golfer has friends that tell them a bunch of crap. Like I, I watch my dad's yes. friends play and they're all giving each other advice and they all shoot in the 90s or high 80s. And it's like, you guys have no idea what you're doing. Uh, so I think I just wanted to jump off on that because I think as you look towards growing your business in this next evolution, there's you've landed in it, I think. There's just a lot to play off of that will get the right people's attention if you are kind of aggressive with the way that you come across. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's definitely something that has to do with confidence as well. When you start as a teacher, you don't have the confidence to, to or at least I did not have the confidence to tell people, no, I don't want to do that with you. I'm going to do that. Yeah. You're more like, ah, what, what, what do you want to practice today? Ah, okay, we can do that. So I think that's a normal approach when you start as a teacher because you just want to want to serve your customer. Yeah. But if you're, or when your confidence is rising and you just have much more clue about what you're doing, you get to a point where you also tell your customer, no, we're not going to do this, this today. We're going to do this. You take, you take the lead. Yes. That's something that has a lot to do with confidence, in my opinion. I, I agree. And I think there is an important part for the athlete to advocate for what they want, to share their history of what they've done so far. Similar to going to a doctor, you're the one that might have, and this is an example for me that's very close to home. I had an ear infection for many months. And it was just awful. I was off balance and so much pain. It was just terrible. And I saw many doctors, most of which kept giving me the same prescription that wasn't helping. So I find another doctor and I say, hey, this, I've done all this. It isn't working. Can you please do something else? Unfortunately, that doctor said, 
well, you, where did you get your medical license? And I said, I just am in a lot of pain and I've What's seen lots of doctors. Yeah. Then they kicked me out of the office. It was not a good doc. Right? So I'm giving you the example of the extreme example okay. of they have so much confidence. They don't even want okay. to deal with me. Right. But, ah, but then I went to a different doctor, explained everything. And then they said, oh, well, this is what you need. Cause my only want was to just not be in pain. And then they clearly illustrated the need. They were the expert. They gave me what I needed, which was great. And then I felt better. In the coaching example, you're going to have a lot of people that come to you and say, my, my goal is to shoot lower scores. I've tried this. I've tried this. I've tried this. My last coach said this. And that's important information for a coach to have because you don't want to go down a path that has already been explored that isn't working. But then to your point, you have to have the confidence to say, well, actually, the coach that was trying you with with you before that did this, this is actually the way that I would recommend too. And this is what we're doing, but we're going to stick with it long enough. Or this is actually the path that we're going to go down. And I bring up the doctor example, because if you go to the, the dentist or, or any other doctor, most of them are going to have a lot of confidence to say, this is what it is. Let's do it. And I think as coaches, we have to stand in that same level of confidence of like, no, you're the expert. You've invested a lot of time in your craft and you know exactly what you're doing. So don't let the athlete control the, the direction. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy when you start, but when you are more experienced in coaching, then you have to take that stance. Definitely. Yeah. If you're looking back at your career, do you think this shift of the wants versus needs was two or three years in, five years in, do you think if someone had told you this advice earlier on that you might have been able to, to adopt it faster? What, what sense? Hmm. I guess it took 10 years for me, mm -hmm. to be honest, mm -hmm. from start to where I'm now. Yeah. And do you think if you um, gave that advice to the, the early Lucas that, hey, be confident in what you're doing, Do you think Lucas would have taken it, the early Lucas, or no? Maybe a little, little bit quicker, I think. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a learning curve. Okay. You cannot tell somebody you have to be confident. Yeah. It's just by having a lot of successful memories or successful attempts, you feel more comfort confident in the, in the way you're teaching. Mm -hmm. And therefore you're more willing to to give your customers uh no yeah we're not doing this way yeah yeah i think it's a it's a learning curve that yeah took 10 years for me yeah i'm, I'm just as you're saying i'm kind of reflecting on my coaching career because i coached full time in the world of golf for about 10 years as well before founding uh edgify which became coach now mm -hmm. i'm trying to just reflect on how long it took me to be very Uh, focused on saying no to everyone. And I, I think... Yeah, yeah, that's very difficult. Yeah, huh? I think I might have adopted it a little bit earlier because of my background. So I'll, I'll share my background and see if this resonates with you. So I played golf at a very high level. I played professionally, made a little bit of money, had injuries that took me out. Okay. But I had a level of confidence around playing and scoring that I think gave me yeah. maybe more confidence than a lot of people because... A lot of people that are teaching aren't really accomplished players in their relative sport. They never made it very high. Yeah. 
Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And then the folks that were trying to see me, a lot of them were of that same mindset. They wanted to play competitively, whether it be in their club or juniors and things like that. So I think it was a little easier to say no. And and they had a lot of respect to you because you played professional before. Yeah. So mm -hmm. there was this built-in respect. And I think I had the course record at the course that I was yes. coaching at. So that helped. And then yeah, my yeah. parents, though, also have run businesses ever since I was a kid. So I saw the entrepreneur restaurant owner that oh, eventually yeah. just has to say no mm -hmm. to the customer. The customer is not always right, uh, even in a pizza restaurant. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm just kind of reflecting. Yeah, I think yeah. I was able to jump on board a little quicker because of those things. But to your point, yeah, five ten years it might take for a coach to really stand up and say this is how it ought to be done i think that makes sense for you mm -hmm. yeah yeah yep. so when you look at the the coaches that you're coaching with and and without mentioning names or actually like direct people but i'm just kind of curious where where you see your advantage is it your adoption of technology is it something else like where do you think your your distinct advantages as you move forward in your career I think right now it's definitely that long-term development approach that a lot of people like because I think nobody really thinks a quick fix lesson will help really. If you really get down to it. So, yeah. yes, nobody that understands a little bit about sports will say this quick fix lesson that was a great help and now I'm playing better for the next part of the season. That's it's not going to work. Yeah? So a lot of people that saw my approach of that three-month minimum program with different requirements and different, different things included, I think they liked that a lot. And that was a, yeah, a big milestone that I took that approach. I think that's a big advantage for me and also Coach Now. It's a big advantage for me because people always tell me, oh, it's so cool that I can see all the videos that we had a couple of months ago. I remembered that driver lesson, but I didn't really um, remember what we were doing. And I just clicked on the video and it said, oh, hold her back. Oh, and then I started hitting good shots again. So, so easy. And it's no, no more time effort, which most coaches i think are afraid of when they use the technology and after the lesson they have to record a video and put it online it's not like that it's it's just during the session and the customer actually pays for it so man so it's nothing so spot you have on. to do for free or nothing from from your from your free time yeah it, that's exactly right and i i, I want to and hit that one more time because that's so valuable what you said because this is what I always am preaching. You're doing it doing it during the session and you're doing it as, as little yes. as possible at the end of your day. If I think if, you, if you're coaching just right, and this is my opinion, you're working with someone for probably two hours in, a one, in that one section. You're not doing hours or 30 minutes. It's two hours that way. You have plenty of time to interact capture the right content and it never feels rushed or out of place and then for you as the coach 
you don't need to go home and do anything anymore. Now, if no. you're going to see that athlete a month from then for your next in-person session, then as a part of their payment and plan, you're going to interact with them remotely, but on your schedule, it's not, oh man, I just coached for eight hours. Now I need to go home and do four hours of admin emails and whatever else. Yeah. Horrible. That would be horrible. Yeah, yeah. We don't want that. And a lot of people but do no, it's do not that. Like that yeah. So you've said this already. And I think it's worth saying again, well, let's say it, let's say it slightly differently. Cause I do have this curiosity. I believe as you that every session should have one or two recaps as a part of it. The recap from yeah. the coach, the recap directly from the athlete. Now there's a lot of coaches that lean very heavily into analysis. And so when they look at coach now, we have analysis tools, we do, but some say, oh, well, you don't have this, this, and this. And my argument is always, well, does that, that, and that actually convey more information that's going to make this athlete better and then they're going to pay you more money? Is it going to save you time? And usually the answer is no, it just looks cool. And I say, well, if it just looks cool, then what are, what are they missing? So I'm yeah, curious yeah. how much you lean on the analysis part, how much you maybe lean on data like TrackMan or statistics. Maybe talk us through your entire technology suite to deliver these coaching programs. I think that would be helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like a basic session always ends with a video recap mm -hmm. where I probably draw some lines if we worked on something technical. Mm -hmm. And, but yeah, first of all, to, to show the, the difference, to show the change that we've mm -hmm. done. But I think most importantly, I tell them, hey, if you practice by your own, just set up your smartphone in your bag or buy a tripod and record yourself and you see how I draw that line when you record yourself have a look how your club is compared to that line so the athlete has great feedback also when he or she practices on 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 her own on his own so that's very powerful I think if the athlete uses coach now in their own practice yeah. and draws the line or that circle exactly the way that I did it in our last session. And he can check easily if he or she's in the right track on the right track. Yeah. I think that's super important for sure. Putting the power in the athlete's hands. Absolutely. And then are you leveraging yeah. for the better player track man or other things, or are you staying away from those things? I use flight scope. Okay. In my in my outdoor sessions, and does that data end up yeah. inside of Coach now? I would certainly hope it does, but that's kind of leading question. Sometimes, okay. sometimes, for example, if we were working on club head speed, sometimes maybe I just put in a note: mm -hmm. club head speed on that date. I see. It was that, or I take a picture from the iPad screen, mm -hmm. from the from the numbers. For example, club path change was at the start of the session to the end of the session was like this, but I don't use like a, like trackman reports or yeah. something like that. I don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. We have I create training plans, just PDFs okay. in my uh, three month program. For example, the 
we have three tiers and the middle tier is every two weeks they get a training plan cool so every two weeks i have a session with them and then i have a training plan that summarizes what we've done in the session in a pdf and also gives gives them either a putting or a chipping or a pitching drill that i explain in a video in coach now so that's also pretty easy it's all it's all made up beforehand so they get a short game drill every two weeks and i put that in a pdf training plan and down upload it on coach now so that's a little bit extra time that i have to spend at home but i think it's a good value for the people that want to make their practice effectively yeah and they know okay i do that drill on the driving range that i've done with lucas and i've got something on the putting green okay pretty cool i can score points and i always tell them hey tell me how many points you scored so they have to put it into coach now how many points i think that's pretty cool and a good motivation to to keep on practicing because maybe you scored 10 points on the day before you want to score 11 on the day after just makes it a little bit more is it enticing the right word yeah. or motivated motivation well it builds yeah. an accountability as well i think one of the i'll say this there's not a whole lot of point to using coach now if you're not encouraging your athletes to use it also it can help you stay organized mm -hmm. for sure if they don't ever log in and there's benefit to that but the biggest benefit comes from the athletes taking accountability and practicing and documenting their own practice because yeah. if you look at it not even from a development standpoint, from a business standpoint, the more they're interacting with their own game and you, even if it's passively, they're further invested and they're going to stay on with you as a customer. It's just, it's, it's much more likely that they're not going to quit, right? So mm -hmm. your accountability exercises, your gamification of certain practice things is like such a great thing to implement and su such yeah. good advice for other coaches to follow if they're not currently doing it. Can you... And it's probably, it's maybe 10 drills that I recorded on a trip in, to Florida. Okay. I just recorded 10 drills and put it into the Coach Now library and just put it in there. Yeah. That's good, man. Took me like an afternoon. That's great advice. Yeah. And you're reusing those with every single person when it's appropriate. Yeah. And I have two putting drills and two chipping drills. And I was asking myself if I practice, I don't do 10 different putting drills. Yeah, I have like two putting yeah. drills. I do them all the time. Yeah, I don't use hundreds. And I think every coach can put their two best putting drills into coach now very easily. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and in some cases, you don't need you don't need a lot of more. No, and in yeah. some cases, as a as a point of clarification, you could have handed the phone to one of your athletes while you're demonstrating the putting drill for them, and then you can reuse mm -hmm. that drill with everyone. Right? You don't even need to stand in front of a tripod by yourself and demonstrate it. You you can do either or. Yeah. But for a lot of coaches, the best they're ever going to explain a drill is when they're in front of someone explaining it because it's more casual more clear. Mm -hmm. They get less nervous about being perfect, but they get the point across. So I think there's a lot of power in that. Yeah, that's true. That's that's even no extra time needed. That's my point. In your no excuses. <laughs> example. No yeah. excuses, as I as I would yeah, say. Yeah. 
That's true. That's true. So as as we get close to wrapping up, you I mean, you've dropped so much good information, especially how you use coach now. I think there's going to be so much stuff that other people can learn. Thank you. But I guess, I guess as we wrap up, what would be, what have we missed? Let's just, let's just say that. What, what have we missed that you think is important for you to share with me, for you to share with other coaches that would be listening to this, whether it be how to use coach now, or whether it be marketing or business best practices, just, Anything you think that would be helpful for other people to know that maybe we haven't talked about yet? Yep, pretty much mentioned everything that I do with coach now. With coach now, yeah. The remote coaching, yeah, we haven't talked really about that, but it's something that I offer as a as a as my first tier in that. Yeah, let's talk about that. that I offer. Let's talk about your tiers. Thanks. I think that would be a great way to end on yeah. how you've tiered out your yeah, coaching yeah. offers. That'd be great. Yeah, I've got a, um, a basic package. That's just online coaching. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And you can book it by the month. There's no minimum requirement. You can just book it for one month. And you can send me one swing per week and you get an answer per week. Okay. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I recorded uh, some videos in that Florida trip called the basics of shots like putting chipping bunker shots and i put it in a group that's also included in that basic program mm. i just explain how i set up to a putt how i set up to a pitch because i see a lot of people always asking me hey lucas what was the ball position in chipping and i think okay i can just record that video put it in there and Nobody has to ask me a hundred times about the ball position yeah, and chipping. Totally. Just click on that group basics of basic shots. And that's something that I put in there as a, you would call it bundle probably in smart. marketing terms, yeah. just to, to make it a little bit more, more value. Yeah. And that's the basic tier. Then the, it's called the pro tier. It's the middle tier. I have two lessons per month or two times 60 minutes you can either do it 120 minutes mm -hmm. or you can do it two times 60 minutes mm -hmm. i found out yeah especially for people that are coming from um, longer distances they they book the two hour yeah. sessions yeah it makes more sense for them totally. but people that just leave live next door they sometimes say okay two hours is too long for me and I know your point. You're 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 thinking two hour lessons is is better, but yeah, maybe I have not developed in that. Well, I'll I'll um, direction. I'll lean in so far. I'll yeah. lean into what you said earlier. I go hardcore on the yeah. wants versus needs, and so when someone says I only want an hour, I say, well, we can't accomplish what you need in one hour, and that also leans into my needs. I I just think it's better for me as the person delivering it that I'd rather spend two hours with you than mm -hmm. one. Not to say yeah, that yeah. that's what you have to do. You're, it's your business, your style. It's, it's just the recommendation. I like though that you have the option and you've, you've yeah, architected yeah. it in such that it's a total of 120 minutes of coaching per month. But exactly, you're not yeah. doing a half an hour. It's either 60 minutes or 120 no, minutes no. in total. 
And then eventually, if you exactly. wanted to, you could just say, well, I only do 120 minutes, take it or leave it. But that's obviously completely yeah, up to yeah. you. I think maybe a little bit depends on the on the skill level, I think, especially for beginners. When I probably, for example, teach them on the driving range for 60 minutes, I don't think they have the, the concentration to to do another chipping lesson. Mm -hmm. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Yep. I think in this way, it's better to have that 60-minute lesson on the first week of April and then in the third week of April, we do that chipping sure. session. Yep. That's something. Well, and it totally I depends on your on your clientele. Good. If you're working with seven-year-olds, yeah. I mean, you can't do anything for two hours yes, with a seven-year-old. Exactly. For me, I was always working That's with true, yeah. people that had more high performance aspirations. That was my niche. And so two hours, mm -hmm. they could yeah. easily be focused. Plus, we weren't hitting balls for the easily. entire time. It was a mixture of strategy yeah, and stretching. For and, elite players. Yeah. yeah. So it just depends on your audience and how you like to yeah, do yeah. it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the um, plan was also included in that middle tier. And just talking about price, I think, is also important or other coaches maybe want to yeah. know. Like the, the basic program, just online coaching is 69 euros per month. Okay. And you can cancel whenever you want. Like the middle tier program, it's 179 per month. But it's a three-month minimum requirement. And then the third and you know, biggest tier is like 240 minutes of in-person coaching per month and a nine-hole mm. round of golf with me, but also mm -hmm. um, with two other players. So I play with three students. I do those playings, playing lessons yeah. every week so they can book in whenever they want. And that's 349 euros per month exactly yeah okay those are the three tiers that i put up and yeah do you most of my customers use the middle uh -huh. tier that's most of the times i think why you create three yes. tiers that customers most customers end up in the middle yep. right that's exactly right and yeah so right now we have the, we have three tiers biggest tier we yeah. have the the free which basically yeah. gets you nothing and then plus and pro yes And we'll keep stacking on pro because yeah. we want pro to be the de facto choice. But hey, if you don't want to do it, there's always plus. So yeah, as yeah. I hear those exactly. prices, not knowing your market, mm -hmm. I personally mm -hmm. think there's room to raise those prices. But curious your thoughts. Because I, I think a 69 package for the remote once a week, pretty good for sure. I think that's that's something that's worth your okay. effort. Only going up to the 179, I believe, or 169 price for the in-person time and everything else. I'm curious if you could break the 200 threshold with that and then potentially break the 400 threshold for the next. Do you feel like there might be room for a price increase in there? Yes, definitely, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if, if I put something additional in there, it's definitely... Mm, not a big deal, I think. Do you think? I think even what you're offering now, where there's value on it. I honestly think 120 minutes remote yeah. co connection to you and a training plan that is a unique to them yeah. once a month, even like to me, 
I see coaches charging for things like that. And even just myself, cause I, I coach golfers occasionally still when I, mm-hmm. when I meet somebody that's kind of good yeah, fit yeah. for me, I'm more in the $400 us a month, $1,200 three month commitment. Right. So, mm-hmm. and I see that globally working for a lot of people somewhere more like the three to $400 a month mm-hmm. range for what you're offering in your second tier. And then the third tier where there's on course time yeah. and everything else that could be five, $600 a month. If they're getting an on course time with you, mm-hmm. plus individualized coaching plus, plus, plus like $1,500 is not yeah. a lot of money for a club level golfer to maybe spend on a three month plan. Mm-hmm. What do you think is your rate of hour in your area? Yeah. So what do you think, what do golf coaches charge for an hour? It's a, it's a good question. So I'll answer it in two different ways. Anybody that's using coach now, as you are, as effectively as you are, I would encourage to never think about an hourly rate ever, because that's not what you're Yeah. Yeah. Just curious yeah. about calculation, you know, but. But I would say that the reason I'm saying that is that you're selling results, not units of time. So everybody in my area that charges by the yeah, hour is true. not actually selling results. They're selling time. So here's a, a better example. I go on some random golf coach's website. How are they going to market to me? They're going to say, book a one hour lesson, a two hour lesson, or a package of 10 for the price of eight. They're not actually selling me any result. They're not saying in 10 hours, I'm going to be dropping scores or hitting it further or whatever. So they're not selling me anything that I care about. They're just selling me time. Whereas Mm -hmm. if you're saying, Hey, in three months on average, I see my clients drop 10 strokes in three months. And you say, sometimes you can get these results in even one month and it's a thousand dollars a month, right? Now you've got me buying into the result. So far too often coaches lean into the time. Whereas for me as the athlete, I want to get better as fast as I possibly can. So if you can help me get there and I'm just paying a little more and I'm spending a little bit more concentrated time with you, I'll do it. Whereas the average rate in our area, just to answer your question more directly, probably between $70 to $150 an hour. But all of these mm-hmm. coaches are on the range nine to 10 hours a day, and they're basically broke. They're burnt out. They're alcoholics. They have skin cancer. Their relationships are terrible. They hate go- They hate coaching because they don't play, they golf, don't play at golf at all. Yeah. So what I'm, why I'm saying, why I exactly. lean so hard into that clarification is that Mm-hmm. A real business, a real service provider, a real coach is selling results. The time mm-hmm. is a I part of the way to get there. So to be more clear is that you're selling the three month, 10 drop, 10 strokes training plan. And as a part of delivering yeah, yeah. the three month drop, 10 strokes training plan, yes, you get two hours of person in person. That's a mechanic. It's a, an aspect of the plan. It's not what you're selling. And this is where every coach that is burning out is failing themselves because all they're doing is selling units of time. So even in calculating the price of a package, 
you wouldn't put a price tag on the hourly rate. I don't think it really. You know what I mean. I don't think it really leans in, unless you're going to say, "Well, normally I charge seven hundred dollars an hour." Like I think, I <laughs> think the only way to put a price on the hourly is if it's ridiculously high. That way, it anchors against okay. the monthly training, and this is what I've told coaches time and time again. Don't say, hey, normally my hourly rate is $70 an hour. You're going to get two hours of coaching. That's $140. And now you're going to get like a couple other things and it's $160. It's like. Yeah, that was my approach. That's not that great. Pretty much. If, yeah, like, if you were to put a value to the hourly rate, you would say, well, normally I charge $500 an hour. But I don't think that works for you. I think long-term development's the way. These are the things that I do. And it's the same way I anchor in any of the private coaching that I do is to say, to make it worth my time, and this is when I consult other coaches, when I consult uh, startups or things like that, to make it worth my time, I'd have to charge you like $1,500 an hour. That's why I don't charge by the hour because you can't pay it and I feel stupid for charging it. So okay. let's come up with a plan that actually makes sense for everyone. So in my case, it would be, we're going to work together for a month. I'm going to give you a heavily reduced price for the month. We're going to do these few actions, and then I'm going to record all of it, and I'm going to be able to share it with our entire audience. That's where my leverage comes in. So for me, I never do one-to-one -one coaching without a recording of it that I can then push it out there because it benefits the business at large, right? Mm -hmm. So you could say, I'll reduce yeah, yeah. my price if I can video everything and use this as a case study. Because now it's a marketing marketing collateral. But as you're building out your tiers, which you've done such a nice job of, you don't want to anchor it into an hourly rate because then people start doing the math and they start questioning their decisions. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, you yes, just yes. want to say, here's the results and here's all the ways we're going to get there, plus all the bonuses, plus all the yeah, great yeah. things. And in three months, you're going to be a completely different golfer than you were today. Well, of course you'd pay me $500 a month for that. And if you pay for it all up front, I'll only charge you $1,400. Yeah, right? Maybe for the transition from selling lessons by the hour to that package system, maybe it was necessary to do it that way, but now it is not anymore. No, and I'll, I'll, I'll say it this way. For your existing clientele that you were previously having pay by the hour, mm -hmm. they know yeah. what you've charged. So your marketing to them has to be more of like, hey, you're going to get way more value for your money than you would have before. Exactly. Right? But for a completely new person that doesn't know you at all, you yeah. lead Just with a higher price and you lead with this is how I do it. And you don't break it down by yeah, the yeah. hour because then you would have to say, well... A training plan, uh, that takes me 30 minutes to make. So that's a value of this. Commenting in your space yeah, takes yeah. me five minutes. You don't want to start charging like a lawyer where you're charging for every minute of your time, which is just so terrible yeah. for me. I think the big difference is really to concentrate on selling the result. I haven't been doing that. And it's for any coach listening to this. I just sold a package that had a good value and had a price tag. But selling the result, I think that's the next step for me, I guess. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's for it's the same that that we're always trying to refine as well. 
It's not like, hey, sign up for Coach Now because it's cool technology. What's the result that you're going to get out of it? You're going to save time right. and hopefully you're going to make more money. And as a result, you're also going to be able to coach how and where you want. You can be in a different country coaching somebody else. You could be coaching people in person. You can coach however you want, make more money, and do it in less time. That's what that's every decision we make leans into those three things. Those are the results that we're yeah. aiming to get you. We're not saying, hey, draw a bunch of lines on videos. Isn't that cool? Like, who cares? That doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to yeah. you. It shouldn't matter to you. So just the way to do it. Yeah, yeah. that's that's mm -hmm. the mechanism. Which is uh mechanism. For, so for you, you don't want to lead in to the features, the mechanisms, you want to lead into the ultimate benefit, the ultimate goal. Anybody that's coming to see you is going to leave with lower scores and you can start making promises based on your 10 plus years of coaching. Say, Hey, for people that work with me for three months yes. in this program are showing an average drop score rate of this handicap in reduction of this, that's the marketing, right? And you've been doing it long enough yeah, to where yeah. you can stand by some of these things. And who wouldn't pay you $1,500 to drop their score by 10 strokes? Yeah, golfers are crazy. Right? Yeah. Everybody would do that. So I'm saying you could probably <laughs> charge more if that was the result. Yeah. And you can, and, I'll, and maybe kind yeah. of wrap up here, the things that I would say is that you can also add in risk reversals. So... You say, hey, if you don't drop your strokes by at least five after this three-month period, I'll give you your money back. Now, you put in a little bit of fine print. You must practice. You must show up. You must actively post and coach now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? And then yeah, if they, because yeah. if, if they yeah. do all the requirements, they're going to get better. The only way they're not is if they get hurt and they can't participate or they just don't participate at all then you give them the yeah, money yeah. back. And that's what we do as well. We say, hey, if you don't like Coach Now and you actually are using it, we'll give you a refund for an entire year. But if you never make a post, you never do anything, that's not our fault. That, that's you not even trying. And I think as coaches, if you sell results, you'll get results. And if you add in some sort of uh, risk-reducing mechanism in there, it's no-brainer. And if you collect money up yeah, front... I just wanted to say, yeah, yeah. it's a no-brainer. Yeah. And if you collect money up front at a, re at a reduced rate versus if they paid monthly, now you as a coach can start forecasting your revenue. And I'll, I'll, I'll kind of leave it at this. Nicole uh, Fugers, who I did an interview with last couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I heard that. Yes. Yeah. So her biggest aha moment in her business was going into yearly coaching plans. That's all she sells. Yeah. Yearly coaching plans, that's it. You can pay by the month, but you have to be in the program for at least six months. How easy is that? What I don't understand about the longer you take part in a program, must there not be a bigger discount for the customer the longer he stays and therefore reduce your, your, your earning per hour? You know my I, concern? I understand. So what I would say is that for Nicole or for you, let's say you did a yearly coaching program, it would be if you pay by the month, it's $500 a month. 
if you pay by the year, effectively it would be $450 a month. So, and you collect that cash up front and then you have the opportunity to deliver on that sale the entire year. And then your only goal is to retain that customer. Now what you can do, but you give a discount, you give a discount for the upfront payment, just like we do at coach. Now, if you pay by the month, it's more expensive than the year. That's how Mm -hmm. there's a reason we all do that. It's because we want annual payments so that we can start investing in Uh teammates and hardware and upgrades. It's just easy for us to forecast the revenue. So we collect all the cash Mm -hmm. and then we do what's called amortization for our, our accounting where we split it out into monthly payments, but we have the cash up front to where we can spend against it. And that's what I want for all coaches to have that opportunity, at least where most of us are collecting by the hour, which is the worst, let alone collecting by the month or the year, which is a lot better Mm -hmm. business. Because if you said, Hey, Spencer, in four months from now, you came back and said, Hey, ISIS sold twenty ten thousand dollar a year coaching programs. And you came back and you had two hundred thousand dollars in your pocket, and you're like, good to go. Let's just deliver on this. So I might hire somebody to help me do it. There's coaches that are doing that yeah, and true. doing really well, and they have a wait list because all the money's taken care of up front and they just coach, coach, coach. Now, to answer your question a little bit on the reduction side of it. When they renew, you can renew them at the existing price that they've paid while sharing, you're locked in at this price. As I continue to raise my rates because of inflation, because uh, I'm just a more in-demand coach, you're going to be at this price because you're a legacy customer. That's exactly what we have done at Coach Now. We have honored, we've had people paying us for six years now, paying the exact same price. And we never raised it on them, but we've raised our price five times. But what have we done? We introduced a brand new tier coach now pro, and this is kind of secret sauce here, just shedding some light on it from a, from a business perspective saying you can stay at your existing plan, get all the great features that you've been accustomed to or upgrade to coach now pro. And we're going to give you the same type of discount, but off of a higher priced item. And you're going to be locked in at that as well. So you're still getting a better deal than everyone, but you're now in the new package. So coaches can follow the same thing, right? You're in my pro package, you're locked in. But if you want to join my elite package, which includes being on the course and this, that, and the other, it normally retails at $2,000 for the, for the package. But because you're a great customer of mine, we're friends and you're awesome. I'll give it to you for fifteen hundred. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you can move people up and down with the pricing. But my point being, with all the stuff that we're talking about, is that I think you could charge more on what you're doing. And I would just encourage anybody that's listening to this not get hung up on what you're charging per hour because it'll limit your ability to to actually create the right training package to sell someone yeah sell the results yeah that's yeah the shift yeah because if if i'm overweight and you told me in three months with this level of exercise and this program i'm going to lose 20 pounds versus come see me for 10 sessions what i want to lose 
like I would much rather sign up for the thing that's telling me I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I don't care how you get me there. It, are you going to yeah. do it in person? Am I going to just watch videos? I don't care. Just remote. I'm, I'm fine. fine. Yeah. Yeah. But if you exactly, lean yeah. into always selling the hours, then it, it's just not really that compelling. And then you're stuck basing everything off of your hourly rate, which is very limiting because people do the math. And if you never let them do the math, then you're fine. Yep, I see. Yeah. That's a big shift for most of the coaches, I guess. Yeah, Just moving away from charging by the hour and then selling the result. Yeah. yeah, so the first thing that you've done really well is that you've moved away from kind of these quick fix lessons. You've moved into long-term programming. Yeah. Now it's just evolving that. And having, to your point, as you said a while ago, having confidence to do it, to stand up and say, this is how I do it. And if someone goes, well, Lucas, I don't know. I mean, can I just see you for an hour? And you go, yeah, it's $500 for the hour. Sure, let's do it. Yeah. I also base. raised the, the hourly price a lot when I uh, implemented the packages because I did want to make it unattractive to book an hour. I made it very expensive and said, okay, yeah, you can do it, but I wouldn't exactly recommend it to you. Yeah. So then if you do get stuck doing the hour because Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so only want that, then you just charge a mm -hmm. super crazy premium. So it's at least worth the time doing it. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So unfortunately, we need to wrap this up. We've been on for an hour and a half. You're, you're <laughs> yeah. fun to talk to and easy to talk to. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, I hope that everybody listening to this stays with us towards the end here and we'll, we'll do our best to edit it where we can get some of this stuff out there. But Lucas, we are really, really happy to have you on the team to be working with us on the referral partner program. Super stoked that you've been yeah, able to evolve you. your business and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes next for you. And I, I know that anybody listening to this will get a, a ton of value. So just thanks for being here and thanks for being so yeah, open. I'm looking also. Thank you. I'm also looking forward to the future. All right. With Coach now and you. Beautiful. Well, again, congrats and thank you for being here. And we'll we'll click off here. So I'm just gonna go ahead and stop.